Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Gavin. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in this week. It's our third week of our Listener Request Month. And this week's request comes to us from Brett in Wisconsin, who had this to say. Hey, guys. This is Brett in Wisconsin. Uh, you should do 1993's Hard Target, because it features Jean-Claude Van Damme and Wilford Brimley attempting to do a Cajun accent. And really, I'm surprised you haven't done it already. And by the way, thank you, Brett. 18 seconds. That is a phone call I want to take. In and out. Quick. But he just is so, like, disappointed in us. Like, oh, I'm just surprised, you know, I got to do this for you. But I, I, I guess, like, yeah, it's fucking hard target, man. Like, well, look at... Know what IMDB is. Goodbye. <laughs> well, I mean, he, you know, here's the thing. There's, like, what? A million movies. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this, this show's on episode 140-whatever. I... I mean, I was going. I thought you were going to say there's what a million Jean Claude Van Damme movies, which is accurate. <laughs> there's Don't also get me wrong. That. What is that thing? By the way, let's get this out of the way. 1993's Hard Target, directed by John Woo. It is his American debut. Mm-hmm. The question I had, by the way, speaking of Hard Target or speaking of Jean Claude, is uh, what is that movie that he's coming out with, where it's like a comedy send up of his persona? What are you talking about? JCVD that no, came out? No, 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 no. There's a new thing, like a trailer just dropped, and it's like him in a comedy. It's him doing comedy. That's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. that's very strange. I no, I don't know that. I know that he had welcome. He had like he. This is. I mean, this is his life. He's had two. It's fucking February. He had two movies come out already. <laughs> Wait, what was he in? He was in Welcome to the Jungle, which he does with. Um, That's what I'm talking about. That, That's okay. the movie. I mean, oh. he's fighting people in that movie, but it's like he's silly and everything. <laughs> yeah, he's, well, he's fighting people. What's he not fighting people? <laughs> well, you made it sound like what? It was like a Charlie Chaplin role or something. <laughs> yeah, it's him. He's, he's like a, fucking like city lights. Like yeah, he's he's a running around po- with a flower. Or some yeah, shit. he's a little poor guy and he makes friends with a little kid and you know they got a little dog and they live on the streets. And then there's another one. There's like enemies behind. You know, one of those fucking. <laughs> what movies. enemies behind? <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but you know what? I do know what's going on. This movie is fantastic. This hard target. It's great. It's everything I want in a 1990s action movie. It's kind of a secret gambit movie for me, which I'm excited <laughs> about. Just a big fat Creole action movie. It's awesome. And, you know. It, We'll go through the movie and whatnot, but you're right. I mean, it is the quintessential nine, like early '90s action, right down to the slide guitar fart rock score, man. <laughs> I mean, but it's it's not just the slide guitar; they have the saxophone there too, they and know. they switch it right like the perfect timing. They know everything. They, every every brush stroke of this movie is silliness perfected. And That's there's great. just that tendril mullet he's got in this movie. Like it's just. He's got a jerry curl the whole way, and it's just not a good look for anybody. <laughs> no, he looks ridiculous. He looks like he should be playing a saxophone in something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a good like what I would say seven inch mullet, yeah, like a, a oh, good like at a, least a good seven inches from where your fucking hair should stop. And it looks like it's like uh, you said it's like tendrils. It looks like one of the alien face huggers. <laughs> it does. It's I, I imagine because of all like 
the neck swings and like high kicks he had to do. Like he had band aids all over the back of his neck because he probably kept cutting himself on those sharp tendrils. <laughs> it's one of the like you said. It's like a Jerry curl, but like. On him, it just makes it look like he's sweating constantly. Yes, it does. He looks like a really hot person. Like, when he's introduced in this movie, first of all, we're introduced to him from behind. So the first thing you see is the mullet, which is a fantastic choice, Mr. Wu. I applaud you for that. And it's like this pushing, like, right up to the mullet. It's like the movie is telling you, like, pay attention to this mullet. Take this the fuck out. In America. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Right in. Just soak it all up. But we have the the prologue where you don't know what's going on or <laughs> why it's happening. And, like, it's just some guy being chased. You're like, oh, is this the mafia? Is it drugs? And then you kind of gradually, oh, oh, it's there's an arrow. And then I'm like, ooh, is Arrow going to show up? Like, when, when's Arrow coming? <laughs> and it's just like, oh, they're doing the most dangerous game. And you're like, oh, oh yeah, you just you, you put away Mafia, you put away Running Man. It's like the most dangerous game. Yeah. yeah, and this is like, it's it's one of my favorite genres because it could kind of come up whenever it wants to. <laughs> yeah, Like, on the outset, you're like, oh, it's a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. That's fantastic. And then you're like, oh, wait a second. Hunting humans for sport, eh? Perfect. Well, they, that's the twist. And I do think this is the quintessential Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Because you could have gone with Mafia because every other one of his movies, he's against the Mafia. Mm-hmm. Or the vague I, d- drug trade, as we have. There's maybe a serial yeah. killer, possibly, who also has a gang. <laughs> Um, What's the dude's deal in Southern de- uh, Sudden Death? I think it's terrorists. So we're yeah, that's a fake terrorist. diehard. Uh, yeah. A vice president, I think, is getting yeah, assassinated, something perhaps, something at like a that. hockey game. At a hockey game. <laughs> God, that movie's great. I don't think anyone higher than Senator has been to a hockey game in about 20 years. <laughs> no, Joe Biden's been to a fucking hockey game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's been to some minor league <laughs> hockey games. But uh, it's awesome. So we open up, and yeah, this dude's being chased. He's totally a not Chris Christopherson, by the way. Yeah, no. He kind of looks like Mankind to me. Oh, really? Yeah, you thought, <laughs> yeah he kind of has a it's, little bit of a Mick Foley going on. It's the writer, though, who plays it. Oh, is it really? Get out of it town. is. It's the, the writer. I, I looked it up. Oh, that's great. That's that's a fun thing for that guy, isn't it? <laughs> this is a weird script, by the way. This guy is an odd dude because of the, <laughs> the choices he has made well that's uh, it's it was also the same thing in pray for death yeah. like the writer of that movie is the villain yeah. and there's some weird shit going on and that dude's character is perpetrating the weird <laughs> shit at least this guy gets murdered in the first five well, and minutes. that one he it was yeah it, it, like you really want to say this and you want it on film, right? It's like you, you're the writer. You you got yourself cat. Like you're the one raping that woman who's sleeping and trying to kill kids and whatever else. I, whatever, it's, buddy. It's not an instructional video. Like people are gonna pay to watch this. <laughs> you know, this is not good. This is not good. So yeah, I mean, basically, you don't know what's going on. This 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 hobo's running down the street. They're just shucking arrows at him, and you're and like, they're doing what's the happening? effect that's kind of from Robin Hood Men in yeah, Tights, yeah. where it's like we're following the arrow, yeah. and it's like arrow cam. That's that's never looked good. No, it no. doesn't look good. Nobody wants nobody wants to stay with an arrow. No, because no. you know what you know what's more intense and shocking is like when an arrow just shows up somewhere, <laughs> like in that your next movie, which I think is totally fantastic. It's a great movie. Really, There's really so many surprise arrows in that. I'm not following every single. Arrow. There's not a like, like arrow shot the whole time. That's so dumb. And I don't know why they thought it was cool. So it's like Lance Henriksen goes to this guy who's got the crossbow, this like kind of super crossbow that you would get on American Gladiators, and is like, if he makes it to the river, 
you die too, or something like that. It's just kind of like, or you lose the game. It's like, yeah, like he wins and we don't want that to happen. By the way, a word to anyone out there who may find themselves in this situation, do not piss off Lance Henriksen. He's the devil himself in this movie. (laughs) I mean, he's Beelzebub. It's insane. Mephistopheles himself shows up. It's crazy. He's more demonic than, uh, what's, yeah, than Wes Bentley and, uh, Peter Fonda. And uh, and Peter Fonda (laughs) in Ghost Rider. Like, he belongs fucking with Ghost Rider. Like, he could shove Ghost Rider. He'd give him a hard shove. He would. Ghost Rider would be like, whoa. (laughs) Maybe I'll take today off. Lance Henriksen just shoved. Me. How is Lance Henriksen not in either of those Ghost Rider movies? I, I, that's a big mistake. Like, fuck, what a flub, Nicholas I mean, Cage. I, he's got to be in the background somewhere. I mean, he's in every fucking movie. You know what I was bumming on? I'm a, I'm a big fan of that NBC show Hannibal. And there's an episode where Lance Henriksen rolls up, and I'm like, nice, Lance Henriksen <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, on I, I Hannibal. Say. One episode. Yeah, he gets. Yeah, it's just, and I'm like, oh, is, it, is he the season villain? Is it? You know, Uncle Hannibal or something. <laughs> it was the same thing when Molly Shannon showed up, and I was like, "Cool, Molly Shannon's." A- oh, she's shot in the face. Never mind. <laughs> Forget it. Thanks, Hannibal. <laughs> you do spend a little bit of time with Eddie Izzard. It is not quite good American accent, though. No, it's not great. I still am a total supporter of that show and excited for that to come back. So this this guy, he gets. Like ten bullets in the back, like four arrows in his body, and he even falls in a river. And Arnold Vuslu, who is amazing in this movie, oh yeah, closes this guy's eyes with his boot. Which... I've ne- when I was watching this movie, I was like, I've never seen that happen before. And he scrapes like dog shit on his forehead <laughs> while he's doing it. Yeah, Arnold Vuslu intentionally stepped in a pile of dog <laughs> yep. shit while they were chasing him through the park. Just so he could smear it on this dude's dead face. Yeah, I mean that is the shot you miss, like him having like the little poodle with him, and like the poodle. <laughs> he's just like, "Go tinkles, go tinkles." <laughs> Will you do this? I have to catch up to this contestant. <laughs> I have to put my foot in it. There's a whole. It's a thing here. I made you eat a whole Domino's pizza. Come on. <laughs> I mean, there really is nothing greater in 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 action cinema than watching someone like a man being hunted while fart rock plays yeah, yeah, it's, and it's, it's just good. like this blissful first 10 minutes of this movie is this poor sucker getting hunted down some steamy wet streets as always <laughs> it's always just like monsooned before an action movie starts like oh you, you're, you're lucky you weren't here last week it was a disaster yeah it's like it's a monsoon and it's also been like really hot so yeah. everything on the pavement's just like <laughs> And it looks uncomfortable. I mean, we are in New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, it's the Big Easy. Uh, <laughs> but it's action movie New Orleans, specifically because after Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, you kind of realize he's not on, he's like barely paying for a cup of oatmeal. Like, he's got, like, what will this get me? Which it's, is just really, he is. Because it's New Orleans. It's a shitty bowl of gumbo. <laughs> yeah, it is gumbo. And he is giving this waitress some shit. Like, it's not the first time he's pulled this. And she's like, Oh, you're going to have money to pay for the gumbo this time? And he's like, maybe. And he just opens his fist and pennies fall out. <laughs> you got changed for a button? One of those gags. And it's like, you know what, man? Like, get the fuck out of my diner. <laughs> and so he, uh, what's this woman's actress's name? Yancey Butler. Yancey yeah, Butler. Is she in... Witchblade? I've, she I've, is Witchblade. I've mistaken someone else for Witchblade on this program, and no one ever let me forget about it. Um, they won't. 
Uh, <laughs> now I know she's on herself. Witchblade, but is she the actual Witchblade? I mean, she's in Witchblade. <laughs> she is I, in Witchblade. I don't know what else that means. <laughs> what 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 level Witchblade she is? Yeah, I don't she's know. in. I know she's in Witchblade, <laughs> and she's in those two kick-ass movies. Yeah, she's the mother. She's uh, yeah, in Drop Zone too, which is a stay tuned oh, and yeah. a third because <laughs> that shit will that <laughs> that shit'll turn you white. Um, <laughs> My says Wesley Snipes. <laughs> no, Winston Zeddemore. <laughs> no, what drops no, well, yeah, yeah, I know Winston Zeddemore originated the line. It might be a double feature with Passenger 57. Mm. Just going to say that. Also said Wesley Snipes. Or Terminal Velocity, which is the other skydiving. You can go a couple yeah. different ways with that. <laughs> it's all shit, and it's all wonderful. And so, <laughs> so Witchblade's go into her car, and... It's an action movie, so like she's about to get raped in broad daylight. It's in like I don't know what's going on in New Orleans at this time. Here is the situation, okay? okay and so to lay out kind of part of the bigger picture of what this movie is. So Lance Henriksen and Arnold Vosloo have this human hunting outfit <laughs> that they're running, and how they conduct it so successfully, uh, and and are able to keep keep this human hunting engine going is they travel to different cities around the world in where there's political unrest or some sort of some sort of unease going on in this case the city of new orleans is having a police strike so there's not a lot of cops out on the streets so sure it's a perfect place to move in and just hunt some hobos for a week (laughs) or two so that's why they're there, and that's why this broad daylight assault is allowed to happen, I guess. Yeah, it's or a, attempted to happen. Here's my thing with Lance Henriksen in this movie: you just don't go to the states. Like, there's I don't care what's because he's always like towards the middle of this movie when she, the heat gets on him, he's like, "Well, I guess we could go to to like Eastern Europe and live forever." Like, of yeah. course you could. <laughs> oh yeah. Like you don't have. There's the FBI here. There's the CIA. There's the National go- Guard. Buy an island. You have the funds to buy an island. You're obviously taking your business model after the most dangerous game. That dude had an island. Sure. Buy an island, preferably that one that has a huge creepy castle on it, yeah. and then just wait for people to get shipwrecked. Yeah. That's all you do. Your entire clientele are like international like arms dealers, so just have them be flown to this island. Yeah, you're already courting the guy from Serbia to come <laughs> to the Big Easy to do this. Just go to his neck of the <laughs> Exactly. Make it easy on him. <laughs> and so she's about to get raped in broad daylight. And there's a couple of good counts that I was keeping here. Two, twice in this movie, Jean-Claude Van Damme to put someone down. He goes, why don't you go tell your boyfriend? Which is like my favorite thing in the world. He does it twice to two different people. He's like, your boyfriend told me last night. It's like, <laughs> you just. It's kind of sweet. It's all. It's not really an insult. It's like oh, it's a, it's they have a, a nice loving relationship. It's a schoolyard insult. Yeah, it is. Is what that is. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> so he does, this guy comes up to him, giving him grief, and he's like, "Oh, your boyfriend told me that something. You know, <laughs> your boyfriend told me that he's not ready to move in with you." And he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> and you know they. They try to steal this woman's purse and whatnot, and he lays waste to these four dudes. It's steal her purse and rape her. It's a double because yeah. he's like, he's like, she's ready to give her the purse, and he's like, and also, and she's like, all right, yeah. It's like, a real while we're here situation. Yeah, I think it's a give me a show type thing. The guy, the second guy, wants the show, and yeah. then he gets his arm, you know, broken half. It's a sweet broken arm, like it's like a dummy arm, like <laughs> and like JCVD pulls it over his shoulder. It's great. 
and this is when we find out she's this guy's daughter. And the other count that I have, five times... She's the guy who was murdered at the beginning's yes, daughter. Yes, I apologize. She's, she's the screenwriter's daughter, I guess. <laughs> and the other count that I have is the word daddy. Is oh, it's, oh, your it's, daddy. It's oh. so weird. Everyone is going up to this woman who lost her father. It's like... Well, your well, I don't know. Where, where do you think your daddy is? She's like she's four, she's thirty years old. I will help you find your daddy. <laughs> oh, your daddy has to be around here somewhere. <laughs> I will avenge your daddy. <laughs> Who is your daddy, and what does he do? Not oh, wrong movie. It's just and like the police are just this woman's like. Well, your daddy got burned, and it's like, well, <laughs> just just stop. Your father is dead. Father is totally appropriate. It's it's just skin crawling, isn't it? Hey, two just, words. Like, Big easy. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. By the way, it is mentioned, there's a detail somewhere in this movie that Jean-Claude Van Damme, whose name is Chance, by the way, grew up, was raised 100% quote in the bayou. Yeah. Yep. Just make him foreign, and yep. he came over here when he was eighteen, and yep. that's why he talks like that because he's not covering up anything. No. He's still just the muscle from Brussels. There's, I mean, you know, we'll we'll get to him, but the other person that's doing a Creole accent in this movie is Wilfred Brimley, <laughs> so nobody wins. Like one <laughs> is doing, you know, like his best to get through a Montana drawl, and the other one's just like speaking with a Belgian accent, assuming that that's appropriate. <laughs> And just neither, in neither case it wins. No, no, there's no selling going on whatsoever. No, I mean, you're selling me on this movie being ridiculously amazing. <laughs> that's the only selling that's going on. So, you know, we get a little more into JCVD's deal. And he, he's a, he's a homeless fella. And he's, he's been, you know, working on ships and stuff. Apparently he lost his last job because he found out that the captain of the ship he was working on was smuggling opium and he threw him overboard. Was, was, that not a mil- it's a military thing is it not though yeah he was in the military he was in first, like vietnam then- or some shit like that well, he like- wasn't in vietnam well, he's not in <laughs> vietnam but like it was he's something like dog that- tags from somewhere he was yeah. coming back yes. from somewhere and through the military contacts they were smuggling opium or some shit like that well, yeah, he found out that the captain was smuggling opium and threw him overboard. The yeah. weird thing about action movies is people always lose track of human weapons, and I just feel like the CIA <laughs> doesn't let that happen. Like no. you got to keep those guys on a pretty tight leash. Yeah. You just got to know what they're up to, where they're going. But I guess when somebody becomes homeless, you're like, ew, let's not use them. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, his skills are still valid, but nah, <laughs> he's seen too much. <laughs> let's hire Bill. Let's just go back to Bill. Bill's a good one. And I mean, I assume part of the military's budget is like keeping these guys in like decent apartments somewhere. Yeah. So you, they don't, you know, want to go out and snap everybody's necks. Yeah. No, this is a real failure of the uh, American human weapon system. <laughs> I feel you can't let those guys out. You know. So he's trying to get a job, and he's like, "All right, you know, I want to get work on this ship." You know, blah blah blah. And the guy's like, "All right, well." I'll hire you, but your union dues aren't paid. This is after Yancey Butler has offered to pay him $200 or like $100 a day to help her find, find, the, daddy. find the daddy. Find the daddy, I'll find your daddy. And so he's like, all right, the, the ship dude is like, all right, you owe $217 in union dues. If you can get it to me by the end of the week, I'll let you you know, take this job. So he goes back to her and he's like, all right, I will show you around the Big Easy for $217. And she kind of just laughs in his face and agrees to do it. There's an amazing line here where she's like, all right, you drive around. I don't know where I'm going. He's like, ah, 
I do not have a driver's license, <laughs> madame. Well, he's just such a hobo in this movie. It's absolutely. fantastic. And we, we can't lose the fact that this is also the plot of Inside Lou and Dave. No, absolutely <laughs> It's literally the same plot. I have to go drive Jean Gouman to Chicago. <laughs> oh, get out of my way, orange cat. <laughs> this is the worst possible time. You are the wrong orange cat. Hey. Oh, no, he has fallen down on the bathroom floor. Hey, Chance Boudreaux. Are you any uh, Walter Boudreaux? Is that your father? <laughs> yes, he actually acts after you. <laughs> so they start this little investigation to find Daddy, and they're trying to you know figure out what's going on. And he's like, "There's a really hilarious moment where it's like, ah, I hate to break it to you, but I think your Daddy may have been uh, how you say homeless." And she's like. <laughs> Uh, really yeah, homeless. She, she yeah. is the worst daughter in history. Like she just <laughs> thinks she's gonna go visit dad and like go out to friendlies. You know what I mean? She probably has like got a promotion. It's like oh, it'd be fun to see. Check out what dad's doing at the Big Easy. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm sure he'll put me up. Yeah, <laughs> put me up in his shopping cart. But uh, yeah, like her parents got divorced or some nonsense and the dad just like took off and she somehow we know that she's from Michigan because her cool 90s convertible has Michigan license plates. Uh, So she's driven down here like trying to find her. It's like, how do you not know that your dad has just become homeless? Like speaking of her car, um, there are two shots and it happens almost right after each other where she's in the car and Jean-Claude Van Damme is very slowly revealed, and she has a very pointed, and you can see, the. Uh, maybe we'll get it uh, for the Facebook. It's the same exact look. It's the I'm going to fuck that look. Yeah. And it's just like zooming in because it's John Woo. Well, I'm there's sp- a bunch of different uh, things going on with this movie that you never get revealed because there was, I mean, you, know, you can read up on it, but the whole thing of like John Woo had a cut of this movie that was well over two hours, including way more uh Lance Henriksen first of all and Which also they yeah. the two of them do fuck at some point mm-hmm. in the movie so like that's there but then Jean-Claude Van Damme like went in the room with the editor of the film for a couple of weeks and all of a sudden this movie's 93 minutes that's crazy it's like, I, I i can't go to the premiere and watch this 2 hour movie i have to go home <laughs> well he said something about like this is a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, not a Lance Henriksen movie. Wow. Yeah. yeah he's that. He, of course he's that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, that's, I think that's kind of almost all action movies. Like, there's never been a humble one aside from, no, just period. There's never been a humble one because it's, it's a macho bullshit thing to do to be oh, yeah. into. You're not an actor. And like, the better ones are aware of that and they yes. play up to that. But like, yeah, so it's not surprising you don't look at, you, the idea of taking direction is a problem for you, or like the idea that somebody else is going to cut this movie yeah. however they need to. But it's like, all right, here's this masterful director who's coming over from Hong Kong and Just did Hard Boiled. Yeah, literally the year before, made one of the best action movies of all time. Nah, fuck him. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I was in Lionheart, asshole. But the weird thing is, Lance, Lance Hendricks is, is so interesting in this movie. It's just weird because, like, it's not what like in most most dangerous game movies. Right. It's it's only about that thing. Here, it's just kind of the just the mode of the thing. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It's not it's not like what the plot of the movie is. It's like and this is also going on. <laughs> so it's very strange to have it as a an almost a subplot. It's weird. Well, it's like you know if it was uh, 
if it was like surviving the game and instead of focusing on ice T and his adventure of being hunted by these people, you're just hanging out with Charles S. Dutton the <laughs> whole time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, cause you expect him to be more of like the cold cut off guy, like yeah. just in the back room and, you know, uh, Boosley is doing all of the work for him. He is so pissed. Like he's a micromanager. Yeah. He's getting his he's hands dirty. Getting really pissed off at this fat guy who's like, <laughs> we'll get to it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now, Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. Let's talk about this fat guy. So this fat guy is some sort of porno hustler. I don't really know what's going on here, but he is giving like flyers for, I don't know if it's like strip clubs phone or sex. Phone oh, it's phone sex. Yeah. Okay. And he's giving like piles of flyers to homeless guys, including this lady's father and like her, having, dad, her daddy. Oh, daddy. Excuse Sorry. me. Yeah. The, the daddy. Your daddy uh, porn. <laughs> And the the daddy's like going out and passing out like flyers and whatnot, you know. It's so like that's this guy's job. He makes like 
He makes a bottle of bourbon per fly <laughs> yeah. or whatever the case is. So this fat guy is supplying Lance Henriksen and Arnold Vuslu with the homeless guys that are going to be hunted. And to the credit of Lance Henriksen, well, one, it's a smart business decision, but it's also kind of compassionate because he's like, I instructed you, fat guy, to only hire homeless guys that, one, have extensive military training so there's a little bit of a fight. Mm. Like, you're not just taking, like, weird tweakers or something. There's no <laughs> challenge there. But then also, he specifies he wants people that have no family whatsoever. One, it's so no one comes asking questions and whatnot, but also I feel maybe a little of that is compassionate, like, so no one misses these homeless people. But I think this fat guy is just kind of, it's kind of like, you know, he's just lazy at his job and he's just not asking the right questions. And I guess he can just kind of assumes no homeless people have fans. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I, I, I would, I, I would actually say no to that because, I mean, I assume Lance Henriksen in this movie at home has a pool, an underground in his house pool. Swimming pool? Full of tears. <laughs> Of the people he's collected, because all he he loves suffering and misery. He, <laughs> he loves does. every inch of it. So I don't think it's any compassion. He loves evil. Yeah, <laughs> he really does. And he has his minion, who is Vuslu. So yeah. So uh, basically, you know, Jean JCVD figures out like, oh, I should go ask this fat guy, and he kind of tips his hat to Vuslu, and it's a big problem. It's a big problem. Lance Henriksen finds out that someone's come asking around for this guy, you know, and he goes to the fat guy, and in an amazing scene, he tortures this fat guy. Arnold Vuslu cuts a part of his earlobe with a huge pair of scissors. It's, it's awesome. They're just roughing up this fat guy like, I fucking told you that it had to be this guy. Why wasn't that guy there? Who was this other guy you gave me? And he's like, oh, I guess you could say I made a mistake. And like, it's Lance Henriksen is like go he is fucking furious oh he's pissed he's so pissed off and then my favorite little note that happens here is he washes his hands in his fishbowl <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it's it's look it's a really good villain performance there's just those little weird things like that like the fish are swimming around and he's like wiping this fat pig's blood off in the <laughs> in the fishbowl the, the, the first line of the scene is wakey wakey you fat Fuck, and it's just, it's the best performance Arnold Vuslu's ever given. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, and it's great, too. This fat guy is doing a big fat guy pass out. Yeah. Where he's just on his back, fully clothed, sleeping. Well, and he, wakey, wakey. His fucking fat Detroit fuck. Lions fucking sweater on. <laughs> Sweat stains all over it. Well, it's, he got the Ned Beatty scholarship at Juilliard. You know what I mean? Like, he is. It's just, it's the same kind of mannerisms. Like, it's the homina homina. It's like, real close to a Ned Beatty. But you know what? Ned Beatty had the full head of hair. He yeah, didn't, like, have just, the pervert mustache all the time. This guy has nothing going for him. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. He always pays. Always. <laughs> Paying for it every time. And it's great because that's... Then, then he knows. Then they, these two guys go after Van Dam, and then I get my other favorite line in this movie, which is apparently they, they, they two people finally get the drop on Van Dam. They're like eight feet tall each. It's like fucking the Undertaker and Kane come and pick. <laughs> they they, 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 they look a, like two sons of anarchy. <laughs> yeah, they do actually. Actually, I thought one of the dudes might have been Diamond Dallas Page for a hot <laughs> second. It could have been. It was not Maybe. Diamond Dallas Page, but it could have been. Yeah, they they track him down right because JCVD. They find the body. Body. Mm -hmm. And the, the father's body, has, or the daddy's body, <laughs> they find the daddy's body, he's been burned, like they've burned the body in a, like a house fire or something, and the cop's like, 
well, that's the end of that. He burned alive because yeah. he's homeless, so who cares? And Van Damme, very cleverly, thanks to the magic of a John Woo uh, super pigeon, <laughs> or a super dove, excuse me. He uses white doves in all of his Well, movies. no, and the super pigeon is later. The super pigeon is later. The white dove now, who's helping him do the detective work, like he's sitting in his house and he's like, I cannot believe that the daddy would just burn to death like that. There's something not right. And he recalls that in the found p- the possessions of the daddy... <laughs> There's, caught. there's, there's, there's a dog tag, but there's only one dog tag. And he doesn't realize this until this dove flies over to Jean-Claude's dog tags and goes, too, too, too. It's like, clue, clue. Yeah. And he, I mean, it's amazing because he looks at what the, what the dove is doing, realizes the clue that the dove is clearly giving and then goes, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dove. So then he's he, so yeah, he's back at the the side of the fire and he finds the other dog tag with a hole in it. And he goes back to this detective woman who it's the my favorite transition in this entire movie. First, yeah, before anything else happens, Yancey Butler goes to her because and she finds out about the police strike. Which, by the way, if there's a police strike in New Orleans, New Orleans the National Guards come in. They're, we're not just like <laughs> having one rickety policeman just patrol the whole thing. But let's assume that's the case. And she's also uh, she's played by Cassie Lemons from Silence of the Lambs. Yep, yes, totally. that's who she is. Yeah, and. Yep. She's got this weird thing where it's her birthday, and she's got this birthday cake. It's insane. She's got this birthday cake, and, you know, Yancy Butler comes in, she's like, oh, and she has to put it in her file cabinet with the candle in. I mean, she is a useless detective, and she's such a jerk. When she when Yancy Butler comes in, she's like, I'd like to file a missing persons report. She tells her to come back tomorrow. She's yeah. like, well, clearly I'm celebrating my birthday here. Could you come back tomorrow? And she's like, um... You're a police officer. And then, like, when it's revealed that this dude's homeless, she's like, ah, yeah, this is going to be a problem. And she's like, why? What is I, my daddy's missing? <laughs> and she's like, well, generally, to file a missing persons report, they have to have a place they've been missing from. And I'm like, you're the biggest piece of shit, detective. Look here, anything. detective lieutenant dead meat. <laughs> <laughs> I need to find my daddy. My daddy is gone. I lost my daddy. Ew. <laughs> and the best part is that the scene ends and she's like, well, fine, I'm just going to go hire a homeless man to drive me around. I'm going to go by the docks and see what Jean-Claude Van Damme's doing. But at the end of the scene, she goes into the file cabinet, pulls her birthday cake out, and wishes for the rest of the movie to happen. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a cloud of candle yeah. smoke in yeah. there like that cake tastes disgusting right yeah, yeah. it's gross now it's not like even a cake it's like a big ginger snap or some shit <laughs> like that i mean it's it's the big easy man at least have like a pile of birthday beignets or <laughs> yeah, something, something like that it's disgusting dough, like yeah. bunt cake or whatever she's got so yeah she, she goes back and then she's like i'm sorry your daddy was burned and then like you know obviously we figure out that something's wrong because uh, she's like, well, I ordered an autopsy. And then we have uh, basically this new guy is, you know, being interviewed by the devil himself in Lance Hendrickson, <laughs> who's playing a piano, I imagine, made of bones. You yeah. don't see the whole piano made no. of bones or, or, or Cerebus just curling at his feet. <laughs> but he's just like playing the piano like really, really intently while this other guy. Well, what's introduced. great, by the way, is that the stunt musician is really tickling these ivories. <laughs> and then Lance Henriksen is doing 
a piss poor job at pretending to play the piano. But now all I can think about is like Leatherface, like working at like Steinway Piano Company. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like polishing it. He's just got like a he's mopping his brow. Well, I'll tell you, there is that episode of Hannibal where the dude's making like uh, like violin oh, bows episode. out of people. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, it really Leatherface would really kind of have a really bad service job in, in the real world, right? Yeah. It would just be like you know Leatherface to aisle four kind of a thing. Well, yeah, it's a mop and bucket. I'm sorry, he wouldn't be a short order fry cook. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or work in a butcher up. shop. I think he'd work up to it. Well, you got to work where you know. I mean, he's he's got a skill set. He can work in a butcher. Maybe I, maybe he gets on an episode of Chopped. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Leatherface. <laughs> all right, Leatherface. You've got uh, a bag of Doritos, a pile of human hair, and some chicken. <laughs> Where's the pomegranate oil? Where's the pomegranate oil? Dude, I will tell you guys what. It is not an episode, but I checked out that Texas Chainsaw 3D. Eat shit and die. (laughs) That movie. Give me a flip and break. We'll talk about it off the air. That's the latest one? It's the latest one. The one one. that was from last year, yes? Yeah, Yeah, I saw it. It's pretty awful. Oh, oh, it's awful. Yeah, it's pretty damn awful. I really want to see that uh, Texas Chainsaw with True Detective in it. (laughs) new generation yeah Yeah. it's uh it's also wretched but it's here's how bad texas chainsaw 3d is texas chainsaw the next generation or new generation whatever it is way better oh yeah way better movie i mean it's off the fucking rails but (laughs) yeah it's nuts true detective gets pretty true detective in that movie so we're gonna hunt and we're gonna hunt Jean-Claude Van Damme's best friend here, who is this older black guy. Kind of looks a lot like Joe Joe Morton. He's a Joe Morton type. He is a Joe yeah. Morton type. And he uh he also knew the daddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were homeless buddies together. Yeah. Well, sure. He's the one who kno- I mean, he's the one who tells Yancey Butler all about her daddy. Yeah, he's like, uh, by the way, here's your daddy's shopping cart, and like, you know, she looks through his not possessions. And she's just like, can somebody just say father? Okay, sure. No, we're just going to keep doing this daddy thing, huh? Well, all right. Whatever gets you off, movie. Anyway. (laughs) So the whole deal, right, is like Lance Henriksen and Arnold Vosloo, like, take you to this, you know, metal scrap garage thing, this open site, and they explain to you the game, and it's like, here's a belt with $10,000 on it. If you you get a five-minute head start, and if you get to the river... You get ten thousand dollars and whoop de whoop de That's yeah. the end of it. And the guy like accepts, and then like here is this guy who is like this trigger happy Serb who comes in, and he's <laughs> he's paid the five hundred thousand dollars. Like he selected this guy out of like you know Lance Henriksen's binders full of homeless men to like go through. You know, like picking a haircut. I want to see the PNL on a, on a kill on a hunt like this because there's a lot of cars involved. There's a lot of goon overhead. Well, there's a lot of different payoffs. Goons. Payoffs up and down the board. I would say this is what's obnoxious about the whole system. Like it's not a fair fight at all. No. Like if I'm ever gonna hunt a person and I'm paying like half a mil to hunt a homeless man, like. I want everything to be by the books and totally clean. I don't need thugs in motorcycles fucking with the guy and knocking him down. Like they totally cheat this entire time. Nope. It's not fair to the homeless guy. You know what would you know would really solve all that? An island. <laughs> yeah. Just get an island. Get this the, is not an issue anymore. Get yep. the fuck out of America, Mr. Henriksen. Yeah. <laughs> Or one of the smaller Hawaiian islands. Like, there's less ground to cover. Yeah, there's stuff in Polynesia, I bet. 
there's a couple of islands left in the world where the only residents are turtles. I'm sure you could find Parmistan if you really looked for it. You know what I mean? Like that. If you looked long and hard, <laughs> yeah, you could have found the sovereign nation of Parmistan, and they love killing people. Absolutely. He'd make a fortune in Parmistan now that they think about it. That wouldn't even cut into your budget. It's like 10% of your net gain. <laughs> Parmistan, really? You would get government backing to yeah. fund your operation. It just it, and ah, it's, it's, it runs itself. It, I, I don't know, Lance Henriksen. It seems like a good idea to me. Seemed like Noriega was having a good time. Here you go. <laughs> you don't go to like 1980s New York because you hear it's bad. You know, yeah. it's still, it, you gotta go to a place where there is actually no law. Look, we what all like a good challenge, <laughs> but let's all just take it easy here. So this dude accepts, and he starts running through a. a an above ground graveyard because it's Nolans. Well, what I love is that the fucking like it's at like at some like old industrial park, and like when he agrees, the level starts like it's fucking Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, the floor starts rotating. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? Is there a secret castle here well, in this were... junkyard? And then he fought a bomb on a chain. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. So this dude's like running, and like the hunt is on, and these like dudes on crotch rockets are like. They drive up to him and, like, kick him and knock him over and shit. But this fight's awesome because this dude turns the tables and totally, like, punches this guy in the face, grabs the gun, and shoots him. And then, like, runs off and Hendrickson murders this guy. It's a pr- it's interesting when this movie goes on how many people Hendrickson is willing to murder, which is everyone. Oh, no one is safe. Like... I'd say maybe Vaslu because they're like business partners. And they're kind of in love a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's my slash fiction that I've been writing about Hard Target. (laughs) It's called Hard Target Easy Rain. It's all about... It's all about uh, how Henriksen and uh, Vaslu were in in the the events before the movie. Here's a question I have about this whole operation, and then we can continue with the motion picture discussion. But... Let's say I was to devise a business in where rich people came to me and gave me five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and I uh, uh, was able to facilitate the hunting of a human being. Sure, one man cannot do this alone. Sure, let's say I wanted you guys to be in this with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, you know, Chris, I wanted you to be my Arnold Vosloo. Steve, maybe you headed up like you know getting all the homeless guys together. So I'm the fat guy. <laughs> You're the fat guy. Sure. How how does one broach this subject with, with an individual? Like, hey, uh, Arnold Vosloo, I've got this great idea, this great business opportunity. I want. Or do you present it like, oh, man, you know what would be hilarious? <laughs> if we started this business where we're just paying dudes and they get to hunt people? you got to go to somebody that's in the, in the trade already. You know what I mean? This is not a level one situation. You're, you already... Vosloo's already an assassin before this movie mm-hmm, starts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of a thing. Or, you know, he's a, he's a mercenary or just like just discharged from the army for murdering too many people or something <laughs> like i want that guy you, on you want my that, team you yeah, want what's my back end <laughs> <laughs> i mean i just i would i would foolishly go the route of dipping my toe in the water well the, the well, dipping of the toe is interesting because like how you can't advertise like how do you know like you're not putting this in the penny saver you, you know what i think i got it i think this is what the situation is I think you're both like on vacation together. Mm-hmm. Maybe you like maybe you go see the Twin Cities. And you're just hanging out. And you're at a bar somewhere, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like sitting next to one of these rich guys. He's ordering like off the menu, just bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And they like I don't know, 
put a little too much lemon in his water. Uh huh. And he gets up, he kicks the fucking thing. He's like, I wish I could kill you. <laughs> and then we both look at each other. <laughs> say, Wait, we could. <gasps> that's the one. What? That, that's it. Let's do it. See now, in in your line of thinking, it's a, it's a more of a serendipitous kind yeah. of thing. There's no real planning to it. So I guess in the end, there's a bunch of ways you could go about planning a business in which you and a and a buddy or two let rich people I mean, kill. You're both clearly people. soul takers. So like, yeah. And I also love it. that you're there's no one's ever surprised by the rich person's bloodlust. Like it's just like, oh no, the, the market's out there for sure. Like you know what I mean? It's, just, <laughs> it's a matter of like you know putting putting ink to pen. You know, you got to figure it out. Oh, absolutely. And like, you see these in a, in a lot of movies. Like, um, it's like a would you rather situation, or like that new flick with Pat Healy that's coming out, where it's like there are these rich people that just have all this money, and it's like. Well, I'm going to use my, you know, endless supply of money to fund sadistic curiosities kind of a thing. So Mark Zuckerberg types, really. Is yeah, I feel yeah. like Mark Zuckerberg is probably a little bit curious about hunting for sport. Mm-hmm. People, that is. He's, I, he's at least been approached by someone and either had to say, because, like, you know, just you, you're at a party and then, of course, some, some, some one, warlords are going to show up and they're yeah. going to be like, hey, you know what? I mean, I think. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? I think Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, you ruin a couple. I mean, you drive a few people to suicide first because mm-hmm. you like. You, I mean, you hack their you know accounts and mm-hmm. such, and Cut then your you teeth just fucking that. take them down that way. Yeah. and then I think that's when you get your taste. <laughs> You're like, oh, that that felt good. That strangely felt. Do I do I have an erection right now? There's one less person on the planet, <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> Man. I think I think you're getting the bloodlust right now. You don't have the money. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, <laughs> I'm think, sorry. You think Lance Henriksen takes layaway? <laughs> no, but he might have a group on out there. That, check it out. That'd be hilarious if that was Vusu's backstory. Is he did this once and couldn't pay him off, and he had to like work it off for the rest of his life? Well, oh yeah, that's a note I have uh, coming up. Um, oh wait, we'll wait for it. So these these the uh, Diamond Dallas Page and this other guy are like harassing him. We didn't even get to the line that you like. We didn't. We're 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 kind of doing Pulp Fiction here because. The, <laughs> by the way, the black guy dies. Uh, the black guy gets murdered, and it's kind of like one of those scenes where it's like, oh, it's so violent and terrible, and it, it's society's fault. It's insane because the dude successfully escapes and he gets out onto like Bourbon Street, yeah. and he's running around like, somebody please help me, and they're like. Ew, it's a homeless guy. Yeah. Get away from me. Including Ted Raimi, who's like put upon white guy. Sam Raimi's a producer on this movie, so that's an it's the only way thing. that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, get away from me. Ew, yeah. it's a homeless man. Yeah. And then like they just roll up totally crowded street and blow this guy away. And that's the police strike or no. Machine guns go off in a city street in in the Big Easy. Tomorrow, the National Guard is there. That's they five stars be. in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. There's a helicopter five <laughs> minutes away now. I mean, at the top of this movie, I think that this is federal jurisdiction. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking a traveling shoot the bum show. <laughs> This, yeah, somebody's yeah. got a file on this shit, dude. I think this is this is like a. I mean, this is like the world police, like yeah. Yeah. global court is taking the this. UN dude has down. talked about Lance Henriksen. Oh, all those little Nick Nolte and all those little blue helmet guys from Hotel Rwanda are running around. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh god damn it, they're just killing all these homeless men down here in the Big Easy. Oh, for fuck's sake! You know, I hear that Henriksen eats souls for breakfast. 
Oh, I almost choked on the beer I'm drinking. <laughs> but so, you know, basically, JCVD's asking too many questions. And now that his friend is dead, you know, things are really heating up. And basically, these two guys are beating the shit out of him. And one of them says, Get the fuck out of Dodge! Do it today! And tell that bitch girlfriend of yours to point her titties north and step on the gas! Oh, what a delivery, huh? That guy's yeah. got the soul of a poet. It's just like you could you could tell somebody to get out of town or you could tell somebody that. Oh, I'd prefer it if you told somebody that. Because it's, it's fun. It's horrible, but it's hilarious. You've got, you know, you've got strong imagery there, you know? Like, and, you know, he's making his point crystal clear. Absolutely. No confusion about what he's telling you to do. Get out of town. And <laughs> they don't. And this fat guy, like, so Vuslu cuts his ear off, like fucking, you know, Van Gogh. And then he's getting a massage. Like, oh, well, you know, I've had such a tough time. <laughs> and then Van Damme starts fucking with him and, you know, torturing him for information. He's punching him in that fucked up ear. He yeah. is. It's just, and it's really like he's crying. And then, like, finally, when, when, the, when the black guy dies, he knows that either Van Damme's coming for him or for sure as fuck Vuslu's coming to kill him. Right, and also they have ordered a second autopsy. Yes, that's yeah. the big on, thing on the the daddy's body. <laughs> Detective Deadmeat had was put upon, yeah. to order the autopsy for this fucking burnt corpse. <laughs> and they killed it. They killed the doctor. And well, yeah, because they- Lance Henriksen has the doctor, like the the the, the medical examiner, also in his pocket. Who was like totally fine to you know just blow it all under the rug along with half of the population? All those bar when uh, when Elijah the black guy is getting killed, the bars close, the shops close, the restaurants close, like everything closes. It's yeah. kind of like the scene with Rick Moranis in Ghostbusters. Like, let me in, let me yeah, in. Absolutely, this dude runs up to tavern on the green and <laughs> yeah. then a dog eats him. So, uh, so, some door, a bear in his apartment, and then the thing comes out. Okay. My favorite line. <laughs> but yeah, and so everything's going out, and he's like doing the, the fat guy get out of Dodge thing, where he's got, of course, the hilarious suitcase that's packed with shirts sticking out of it. <laughs> because he's a big slob, and his car is made out of pure garbage. <laughs> like the, the thing doesn't even, the trunk doesn't even close. He bought this car from Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar the Grouch deemed this car to be not worthy of being owned by Oscar the Grouch anymore <laughs> and sold it to this fat guy. You know, there, there are people that have like a lot of soda bottles in their car. No, no, there's just soda like swishing around <laughs> in the bottom of this car. It's like those it's like those uh drunk driving commercials where like they get pulled over yeah. and the cops like step out of the car and like a huge a kiddie pool sized martini falls yeah. out of the guy's like, car. Fucking Dunkin' Donut boxes everywhere. <laughs> fucking oh. little scraps of beef jerky just in the floor. Floating. <laughs> Floating. And Vuslush does him a favor because he just blows this guy's head to fucking, I don't even know what. It's, I mean, it's a shotgun. It's pushed right up against his pudgy little cheek. <laughs> and then it's just splat city. Yeah. And, and Vuslu's just giggling. Yeah. The whole oh, yeah. time oh, giggling. He teases it out. This guy has to like beg for his life a little bit. Oh, yep. Nope. Nothing. And he's got this cool, like, oh, you hurt my feelings thing, which is really cool. <laughs> he's a, gr- it's a real great number two situation. It's one of my, my favorite number twos. And I, you know, it's only my second time seeing this movie. I think I was really drunk when I first saw it because I didn't notice it. Yes, but you it's, were. A re- it's a really, it's a really good number two. <laughs> he's a, he's a great, he's, really he's a great. Number and I think two. you could take most other number twos. And actually, in the second movie that this movie is, it's interesting what happens with him. 
My favorite number two, by the way, Lethal Weapon 2, the guy who killed uh, Gibson's wife. That guy's a solid number two. He's got the fucking knife skills. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's pretty talented at being a murderer. Uh, so they kill this fat guy, and then, like, Van Damme, the dead meat detective, and, and the lady all roll up. Mm-hmm. And there's just an amazing gunfight that happens. And this is when the movie, this movie ends. And because it's just, you know, all of the hordes of hell are unleashed upon Van Damme. And, you know, <laughs> he's shooting people, kicking people. He's riding on a motorcycle, shooting people on top of the motorcycle, which is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, it's just silly time. <laughs> it is. It's not possible. <laughs> it's not what humans can do. You can't keep riding on a motorcycle as it's going with your feet on, like, the, on, the, on the lamp, I guess. While firing a gun, it just doesn't happen. Well, I almost thought that this was going to... I mean, maybe this is because I saw this after I saw Live Free or Die Hard. But I was certain he was going to... Th- the fucking bike was going to go right into the windshield. He was going to use the bike to, as the yeah. weapon. Yeah, it, it could have gone that yeah, way. Yeah, I thought that's what But don't we worry, the, the bike's made out of gasoline, so everything yeah. explodes. It's a huge explosion. Like, And this is all happening. 16 people are dead. I can't even tell you how many pedestrians are dead. And like... Yeah, I know. Police strike. Well, I mean, it's a John. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I remember that scene about the police strike. I mean, it's a John Woo movie, so like every house is like a landmine. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you should just take a landmine like point of view for each one. Yeah, if you step in one, it could explode. Yes, no, that's very true. That's very true. That's it's weird, but it's like you forget at times that John Woo directed this movie, and then like a dove flies by, or there's just like useless slow motion yeah. that, that passes by or that bullshit like frame stop thing where yeah. it's just like we freeze for a hot second and then keep going like all of these things that work totally fine and awesome when it's like fucking chow yun fat shooting up a hospital that's great does not transfer well to american movies and that's why you know by the time he made paycheck he kind of just got kicked out of hollywood he has not yeah. made a hollywood movie since 2003 he's been back making movies in china because i think everybody was like you know what? Take a break. Yeah, just just you did Wind Talkers, you did Paycheck. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, he did, did Face he Off. Did face which Off is, which is a lot big positive. You could go yeah. a long way. Face on Off that. is Face Off is the next film that he did after this, but then he did Broken Arrow. No, I think Broken Arrow's first. He's Broken Arrow then Face Off. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he had this one which is totally cool and fine. Yeah. Broken Arrow's not great. And then Face Off I think is like the peak and then after that it's like Mm-hmm. Yeah. which is whatever but so in this movie when when it's happening you're like oh yeah john woo movie oh wait anything is possible at any time like yep. it doesn't go with any kind of like 80s american action movie formula well the, the weird thing is the first because this is when the movie shifts it takes a right because the first half of the script has you know the, the script 100 pages the first 50 pages have has approximately a thousand words in it the second half has seven you know like it's just <laughs> action scene and it just goes like that's it it's it, they instead of after the whole world it's kind of hilarious because like the way he gets out of this thing is like you know the hordes of hell are descending and he keeps shooting and shooting and shooting <laughs> and not unlike the hobo that he is 
he escapes via boxcar. You know, he just, <laughs> there's a train coming and he, he smells it with his hobo nose and does a backflip with uh, Yancey Butler on it. Dude, well, I'll tell you what. Like, when you are forced to live on the streets, man, that stuff. It's like uh, the end of Castaway when Tom Hanks comes home and he yeah. still has to sleep on the floor. Yeah. Like, it's that. Like, he <laughs> just knows. You just can't shake that stuff. Yeah. So he's like, ah, the 642 <laughs> to Santa Fe. And they just jump off a bridge without even looking and they land on the softest car, by the way. It's all like oil tanker, oil tanker, a car full of screws. And then it's like they land on the pillow car. It's beans. <laughs> That's beans being cooked over hay in a box car. What we got we got five minutes. We gotta go. We got we got five minutes. Well, from five minutes away, that's a schnoz. <laughs> it's in the air. It's in the air. And this is when Vus is really smart because he's like, Hey, you know, maybe we should get the fuck out of America. Like, you know, like maybe <laughs> yeah. yep. maybe it's time to leave America. And Lance Henriksen, being the devil, is like no, we're going to hunt him. It'll be the best hunt ever. And I was like, yeah, he just murdered about a third of our workforce. <laughs> yeah, you know how uh, we've been doing this flawlessly for <laughs> about three months, and then in uh, the course of one afternoon, one man murdered our entire army of goons? <sighs> Let's just go. Look, Mephisto. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know how all of our guys are crack shots? Yeah. He was alone. On a bridge, coming towards them, and they missed him. Not once, not twice, but 2,000 times. <laughs> well, it's kind of amazing, because I kind of feel like what's happening at the second half of this movie is it turns into a cabin in the woods for action movies. Like, yeah. you know, like, every... there's so, The government's doing some experiment, and, like, they're secreting things in Lance Henriksen so that he doesn't act like the way this guy should act. Like, he acts right. like an action movie villain. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. act like a suave businessman we've known him to be. Yeah. He, yeah, he acts like a Bond villain. It's yeah. like, no, I will have my revenge on Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's like, no, you don't. You don't need to. You could just you could walk away with Look, hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. He doesn't know your name. He doesn't know anything about you He's, other than you were perpetrating this act. If you get out of here and head to Prague, it's all over with. Yeah. You're having great beer and crazy sex by the end of the night. Like, it's fine. <laughs> crazy devil sex. Crazy devil sex. Whatever you want. They have those kind of people in Prague. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> no one's judging you in Prague. But instead, the hunt is on now, and we are going through the woods. And uh, There's yeah. one line about him being raised by his Uncle Duvet, and that's all he says. It's like, oh, it's ra raised by my Uncle Duvet. Yep. And you're yep. like, oh, that's, a, that's interesting. That's a nice little tidbit. I don't know who Uncle Duvet is. Probably I'll never see who that guy might be. And it's weird, too, because like around the same time that line's uttered, like maybe like 20 minutes after it, I start thinking like, hey, you know, um, I seem to remember the opening credits of this movie. It's uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. Lance Henriksen, Arnold Vosloo, Yancey Butler. They're all here. Seem to recall a uh, mention of one Wilford Brimley somewhere in this movie. It's a big fat pun intended and Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, man, where, where is what? Oh, wait a second. Seem to remember something about an uncle. He, oh, oh, wait a second. And then you hear like, we have to get to Uncle Duve's house. And I'm like, oh, fucking <laughs> sweet day. And then you see a bootlegging set up. <laughs> and the rest writes itself. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Cut to Wilfred Brimley just bootlegging moonshine <laughs> and like singing to himself in French. It is 
Can it's we hear, beautiful. We got to hear just a little bit of this. Here's here's this him talking to himself. <laughs> Sometimes I made myself be. <laughs> Good whiskey, make Jack Rabbit slap the bear. This accent, I don't know what, like, I, I don't think our good friend Wilford ever deemed to go down to Nolans because, you know, it's a little too, uh, a little flashy down there for yeah. him, maybe. A little flashy down there, a little anti-Christian, yeah. a little, uh, a little too diverse, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's sure. A little, there's a couple women, you know, comfortable with themselves. <laughs> he really can't really be. I just don't know what documentary or what (laughs) voice coach he had. I mean, I didn't watch uh, because I watch this at work, so I I didn't I didn't watch through the the credits fully. But I was I was curious about if there was like Mr. Brimley's dialect coach (laughs) or you know, like voice coach or whatever, because that man or woman was working overtime and doing the best they could. I've never seen him try to do an accent because he can't. Like his just voice is so dis. It's I never thought he gave a shit. No. I never thought he gave a shit. It's honestly the most I've ever seen him try. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a like. All right, let's see if I can do this now. Goddamn what? Now, okay. Goddamn what? Goddamn what? Goddamn what? Goddamn what? <laughs> hey, I did, I did it. Goddamn it! And I, now I can be in your movie playing a raging Cajun. <laughs> uh, pardon me, a uh, do damn yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just terrible. And he's just like, making my moonshine. Oh, it's all delicious moonshine. Oh, I love it. Oh, it's so tasty. And he goes like right into like, oh, my my gator ate it. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. That's one of the best lines ever. So they roll up and there's a big like, Oh, <laughs> Uncle Duvet, ça va? Oh, it's so great. And then like they go inside and he's like, ah, listen. There's some uh, people coming after me. And it's the fucking greatest line ever in this movie is Wilford Brimley goes, Yes, I know. I could smell them, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, I'm sorry. You could smell the danger that was coming? And he goes, oh, is it business or pleasure? And he's like, a bit of both. Yeah, Which is <laughs> like, no, what, what, what world are you guys living in? Is this happening often? <laughs> yes, it is. First of all. <laughs> yeah, just every other weekend he comes in. Because he's like, he's like, all right, Uncle Duvet, do you have that uh, sweet gun that I left there? And he's like, no. A gator ate it, goddamn all. And you're just like, oh, that's weird. A gator ate a gun, huh? I'd like to see that little short deleted scene. <laughs> well, the same way that Jean-Claude Van Damme has the bean scent thing. <laughs> Wilford Brimley, Uncle Duvet, he's uh-huh. got the human trafficking thing. <laughs> Anybody who's dealing in human trafficking, he smells them coming. Well, I think what I like about this idea is like Wilford Brimley maybe just got wasted on all sorts of God knows what. This Uncle Duvet drank all his moonshine, went out to the pond to like shoot some gators and fell asleep. <laughs> you know, and like he woke up and was like, oh. Oh no! Oh no! And it's like Gator is just eating this shotgun slowly. Like, God damn all! Get off my gun! I've only got about three chumps left. God damn all! Before he starts eating me, God damn all! It's it's. I mean, this is quite a character. It's ridiculous. Like, it's a whole. <laughs> we're in literally a whole nother movie. They it's, walk it's through, completely different. It's stay tuned. You know, like he, when they grab the remote. <laughs> And they switch it. It's a whole other situation. And he's like a, a Roger Rabbit to JCVD's <laughs> yeah, Bob <is>. Hoskins. <laughs> so he's like, "Listen, these people are going to be here at any minute. You know, we we gotta we gotta prep. I need you to take 
Yancey Butler to safety, and I'm going to kill 40 men, and then we'll all have some gumbo. It'll be fantastic. I just also, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I know that they're, they're blood-related in this movie. What is the genetic makeup that gives one, you know, just one chromosome has Jean-Claude Van Damme on it, and the other one has Wilfred Brimley? I feel like it's more of a situation where he's like Uncle Duvet. Oh, in the I sense see what's like, going on. What's that there in my swamp, goddammit? <laughs> oh, look at that. It's a little boy. I'm gonna raise him, goddammit. What's on that gator? What's oh, it's a little boy. I should, I should eat him. No, I'll raise him like my own. You're lucky I didn't eat you, goddammit. I almost ate you. Who plays in a swamp? I ate you like the gator. What ate my gun? So I feel it's more of like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he just raised him much like a pack of wolves would have raised him. <laughs> it just so happens well, no, that I, Duvet found him first. I well, of course he'd be hopeless then. <laughs> I do think it's a Mowgli thing, though, because <laughs> I think Jean-Claude Van Damme was raised by gators. <laughs> Man, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they they descend on Wilfred's compound again by the way it's another movie where he's just living alone in the woods who knows what's going on who really gets it who knows but it's weird because it turns into a first blood thing obviously now we're in first blood and he's like you know uh it's really weird because uh henrickson all of his goons are dead but he's like okay i'll just get my clients to do my bidding and then he's like oh this is the greatest ton of all gentlemen you know 750 thousand a pop oh yeah for the privilege of hunting jean-claude van damme yeah which is kind of funny to me that he's charging these guys. Yeah. You're the guy whose back's up against the wall, Hendrickson. But also, this is what I was... Uh, we were talking about, like, debt, like being in debt with this kind of stuff. He also drops something about, and if you do this, I will clear... Like, all your accounts are cleared. Yeah, I don't know what's like, going I on with that. I think they have debt. I think they like they must have done some bargaining with Henderson. Yeah, put this one on my tab, Lance. I'm going to go out and kill this guy. Yeah, maybe he's the guy that's just too trusting and doesn't take cash up front. That's another problem. Voosloo's like, come on, Lance. He, well, no, Christ. when he kills the guy in the cemetery, he specifies, oh, this is why I request payment up front. So in case you act like an idiot and let the homeless person kill you. Well, this is when this movie stops making a lot of sense because... Wilfred uh, Brimley's using a Cajun accent. <laughs> There's that. But what happens is on their way into Duvet's house, Jean-Claude Van Damme sees this snake puppet, right? He runs oh, a file man. of a snake puppet, punches it in the face, and the snake's got, like, birds above its head, practically. <laughs> <laughs> its eyeballs just turn to two thin X's. <laughs> it's a cartoon, man. It's, it's so stupid. It's so silly. It's, it's, it's so much better than just that, though, because she's like... Um, what are you doing? And he's like, I am setting a trap for our friends. And then bites the rattle off this rattlesnake and ties it up to a tree. So then this rich guy gets like bit in the face with this rattlesnake <laughs> puppet. Uh, it's not a real rattlesnake. <laughs> Don't worry, everybody. It's a puppet. And Henriksen just kills him in front of the, like, you're slowing us down. And he's got this weird gun that only fires one bullet at a time, which it's, is really- it's, uh, it's a We Hate Movies favorite god killer. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a super shotgun thing yeah. where only one bullet at a time. And he murders this guy. If I'm in this pack of rich guys, it's me, Warren Buffett, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm like, yo, Zuckerberg, they just, they just killed Eisner. We should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, this, this, we're not going to make it. 
even Henriksen's gonna kill us. Like the, yeah. either it's Van Dam or Henriksen's gonna kill us. If he's killing Eisner, he could kill all of us. <laughs> exactly. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. This is bad value. <laughs> <laughs> Not getting what I want at all. Hey Madoff, you wipe your ass with seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What the hell are we doing here? <laughs> hey Pelfor, do you want to talk to him for a minute? And then we're just gonna sneak off. Then Rupert Murdoch's a piece of shit. They're talking about you. Hey, 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 they're plotting to get away from you. Why don't you ask them where their birth certificates are? God damn it, my snakes. I think they set one of the snake trips. (laughs) He would still be the biggest piece of shit in a ring of piece of shit human hunters. He would be. He'd be the guy who's like, I, Enrickson, I like what you do. I like your style. I, I, Enrickson. I tipped all their cell phones. Turns out they've been emailing, plotting against you the whole time. I figured it out. News call. We did it. <laughs> hey, Hendrickson, <laughs> can you summon fire? Oh, you can. All right, never mind. I was going to teach you. Where- <laughs> Thought I'd have to show you a trick or two. Turned out we schooled from the same master. Lord Satan. <laughs> yeah, and I apprenticed from 79 to 89. Oh, you were 89 to 92. Was your internship paid or what? Where'd you do your pre-K? Slytherin House, right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, billionaires uh, squabbling with each other. But... Sincerely, if I'm one of these guys, I'm I'm already turned off by this mission because yeah, yeah it's just yeah. bad. It's, it's bad, bad for bad business. value. Bad seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. My life better not be in fucking jeopardy. No, yeah, yeah no, not worth it. No, I better be having the weirdest sexual experience in history. That's the goal. Well, I think it's the thing that would have to be the promise, right? It's like, look, if you help me kill this guy, you get to fucking angel. <laughs> I promise you, it's going to be great. It's going to be weird, but it's going to be great. Hey, Hendrickson, you got a blonde hair or a brown hair? I got a couple of blonde hairs in mine. <laughs> yeah, I played a song on a, on a harp that had to come. Then I tripped him. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch, angel poacher. <laughs> now, now, that little girl's crying. One's going to come and help her. <laughs> got to wait in the woods. Their tears attract more of them. Uh, so they descend on the compound. And Duvet is fucking ready. This is, you, you think like fat guy sidekick in an action movie. Yeah. Not getting to too much. He's the old guy. Maybe it's the thing where, maybe it's an on deadly ground thing. Maybe they're going to torture this old fucker. Yeah. They're going to feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe, you know, he's going to be in peril. Van Damme has to save him. Oh, no, he doesn't. Nope. He 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 subverts expectations. You may is what this character does. You, <laughs> you may not believe his Cajun accent, but you know what? I believe Wilfred Brimley is an explosive expert. <laughs> now this is this is a point I wanted to make: is that if I ever have to find myself in a situation where I am bootlegging moonshine in the middle of nowhere, Louisiana, I too would have my house wired to blow <laughs> just in case. This is what's awesome: is they come and he's like. Well, the day is finally come, goddamn all. Here I go. And, like, he rides off into the woods. He, push, he pushes a red button that has a piece of white tape over it that says tax man. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. And so he starts, like, shooting arrows at these dudes. And then 
he just starts lighting off dynamite. And then you see this, like, this one little trace of, like, a wire that's just burning. And you're like, wait, what's going on here? And then you realize there's just been dynamite strapped to every corner of this house. Sweaty dynamite. And fucking, you said he's... He's got an arrow. He does. But he goes full Legolas. He's like <laughs> shooting people from the fucking horse. It's, it's amazing. It's He's so great. He puts Green Arrow to shame. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, this is the Green Arrow movie I never got. Is Big Fat Wilford Brimley on a horse killing fucking rich people. Well, that's like, you know, the uh, the, the Mr. Queen of later years. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. Like it's, it's, when he's retired to the Big Easy. It's the Dark Knight Returns and when he's got one arm. <laughs> and, I mean, this is awesome. Like, he's riding away. He kills a couple of people with Arrow. Rides off on this. And you can, we talk about this. You can freeze frame it. It is Wilfred Brimley on a horse <laughs> outrunning an explosion. And it's the greatest thing I've ever seen in it's my life. It's the greatest film still. Like, one piece of celluloid. That has ever existed. Like, if you if you were the dude who was making the poster for this movie, okay, it's just a big rectangle. It says hard target, and it's just the frame of Wilfred Brimley, one arm in the air, riding this horse away from a huge holding fireball. Holding the bow and arrow. Holding the bow, and it just, there's an arrow, and it says, this happens in this movie, coming this summer. And that's all you need, and it's the biggest box office sensation of 1993. Take that Jurassic Park. And I mean, it's all you had to do. And I mean, this conversation that i'm about to make up happened uh john woo being like uh Wilford, uh do you uh you need us to teach you how to ride a horse are you fucking kidding me <laughs> now if there's one thing i need to i need to lay out on the table god damn it one of course i could ride a horse and second i am going to bring my own horse god damn it right now i'm breaking character <laughs> just to tell you i know how to ride a horse because he, oh, he was Uncle Duvet the whole time, you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. At the food truck and not at the food truck. He was Uncle Duvet. Well, I also imagine, like, John Woo, you know, I mean, he's a, Wilfred's about 60 at this point. So, like, John Woo's got a stuntman ready, and he's, it's a guy in a big padded suit. And just, like, dressed like, well, what's that? What's that circus show over there? He just goes up and... He just, he punches this guy oh, in the yeah. face. <laughs> no, he breaks his neck. Oh, no, God damn. And then, like, they're like, action. Like, what happened to Dave? And then they're just like, oh, my God, that's Wilford Brimley on a fucking horse. He's in the horse. <laughs> it's the first take, and he's riding on the horse. And, like, he's supposed to be holding the bow. What's it? Is that Dave's throat? <laughs> this is what happens, God damn it. This is what happens when you replace me with a stunt double. I do think Roadhouse was built uh was based on Wilfred Brimley. Like actually like but the old days. <laughs> well, cuz Wilfred Brimley was he was a bodyguard for somebody. Well, he ran, Howard Hughes. Yeah, so he ran the Brimley blockers. <laughs> he was a brawler. He was a straight brawler and you could tell like it's amazing cuz I mean like so much of his career and I think Cocoon kind of fucked his career a bit because he got ca- typecast as old people so- for a so genteel long. old man. Yeah, and I mean, this movie, you could tell he had a lot of fun making this movie. Oh, yeah. Is, it's like, oh, wait. All right, you're telling me, goddammit, all I have to do is pretend to drink moonshine and kill a bunch of people and ride a horse and see explosions happen? Well, sign me up, goddammit. Oh, no, no, there's just one small catch. You're not going to like the director. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> He's a what? Cut to outside the office. <laughs> what? <laughs> the roof blows off. Back up farther to the Universal <laughs> Studios. Lo- what? 
Los Angeles. What? Just a map of California. What? Kang and Kodos fly by. What? And then it just cuts back and he's sitting there stone faced and he's beat ready. He just goes, fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way things are going, I guess. I don't have to go over there to make it, do I? God damn it. So this house. And he's like, Obama's America. And they're like, who? You'll see. Oh, you'll see. Don't think you won't see. I'm a seer. Did I not tell you that on my resume? I see the way things are going. So (laughs) this fucking shit explodes. And hard targets, hard targeting all over the place. And this is when, again, it's Cabin in the Woods time. Because Booslew's like, okay, we we got got a beat on, uh, on Van Damme. We know exactly where he is. I could take him from the air. I'm going to be in a helicopter with a submachine gun. I can kill him. And he's like, no, no, no. We have to lead him to this abandoned warehouse. <laughs> and Russo's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. It's the problem because he's 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 a man. He's a devil obsessed with the hunt. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And like, even at this point, Murdoch's like, you know, uh, Lord Satan, you can uh, probably just take him from the sky. Well, I mean, if you're going to eat a soul, you do have to be like close when the body expires. That's true. I bet you that's part of the <laughs> yeah, motivation I mean, is he's it, not going to be in proximity uh, to the expiration. You just shoot him from afar. That soul's going up in the air, man. Yeah. The birds are going to have it. Yeah, like, it's going to get chopped up in the helicopter <laughs> propellers. <laughs> So it's stupid because this happens. And it's like helicopter V horse, by the way. This is when I was watching this, I was thinking about that story that came out six months ago about like all the horses that have died and they swept under the rug. Yeah. How many fucking horses died on this movie? I mean, like they had to fucking kill that horse. That horse that rode brimly away from an explosion. He's getting air in that shot, by the way. Full (laughs) air in crotch and saddle. You think that horse is retiring into a peaceful life somewhere? Retiring to a fucking bottle of Elmer's. <laughs> retiring at the bottom of Bribley's pot. <laughs> now, any horses that expire under me, I get to eat. You're not going to throw that away, are you? <laughs> oh, it's horse... It's etouffee. <laughs> Making myself a little horse etouffee, goddammit. <laughs> You know what? Just put it in the back of my trunk. I'll take care of it. Tell them it's Andouille sausage. They'll never <laughs> think about it. I'm in character. I'll make a, make a horse po' boy. <laughs> a horse head po' boy. Is he the crunchy horse head? Crunch. That's not the best part. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, basically we go into this. I guess it's the warehouse where they put all of the expired sets from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like, I guess <laughs> that's where... I guess they filmed it in, in, in Nolans. Because, it's, I mean, it's a nightmare factory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a straight-up Cajun nightmare it factory. Looks like, it looks like Stephen King's It, the house. Yeah. It's, it's a Joker hideout from the cartoon. And, you know, this is where the end of our movie, the last 20 minutes of our movie, which is its own just long action scene. Oh, it's yeah. just a straight up, perfectly done John Woo shooting and kicking, and it's awesome. Pigeons every which way. So many pigeons, including a pigeon that hilariously is like speaking with Jean Claude. <laughs> yeah. There's like a pigeon on his shoulder, and he's like whistling to it. <laughs> and he sets off all of the action. He, the little pigeon's the one who does it, actually. <laughs> the pigeon, it like shits on this guy, 
And the pigeon then sacrifices itself because the guy starts like spraying up into the rafters. And then like a fucking angel, like there's Jean-Claude like in front of him out of nowhere. He rides a paper mache pelican (laughs) towards them. That's also another awesome part. There's so many like he makes up because there's seriously like 40 guys. So he makes appearances to like different waves of these dudes as they come in. Yeah, one of which is mounted on a paper mache pelican and it's amazing. You know what I think he does not do in this movie is the patented Van Damme split. The split doesn't have but no a lot split. of spin kicks. A lot of spin kicks. There's a whole of ton of spin kicks. This kick. is like the heyday spin kick, and it's 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 great. Like the form is perfect. It's yeah. it's really the perfect. The get into it too. Like I was thinking back, like what was the last you know movie I saw Jean Claude in, and it was Expendables two, where he's he's playing a great villain. Like that's not a sequel that really holds a candle to, to the original. I mean, neither of them are great movies, but I thought the sequel was kind of bad. But he's an awesome villain in that movie. Yeah. And you see him, like, doing the spin kick, and it's not entirely there anymore, which no. is a little sad. This is prime cut spin kick, yeah. and there's a ton of them. Almost yeah. as good as Death Warrant. Gonna put that? Almost. <laughs> as good as Death Warrant. I mean, it's... And, and what's great, too, is he's doing a lot of, like, I'm just gonna high kick you, like, in the chest to get you away from me. But because John Woo's behind the camera, I've got a bunch of guns in both hands, yeah, yeah. and I'm just gonna keep shooting you in the stomach like forty times. It's insane. It's it's, <laughs> it's so insane. It's wasteful, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, JCVD and Vuslu have a uh, Nick Cage John Travolta oh yeah split screen uh, fight, moment, which is pretty cool, which is do. fantastic. I kind of am a little let down because I, I want to see. I think like Vuslu is made up to be this big heavy, and you almost think. I mean, like, yeah, Mif- Henriksen's the devil himself, but like maybe they're going to get into, you know, Vuslu's going to kill Henriksen and take over the operation, which you, you yeah. see from time to time with the number two. You in never these know movies. where it's going to happen. No, and it, it could totally happen here because Arnold Vuslu's one. We know him as playing the mummy, so it's like, well, anything kind of. Weird and paranormal yeah. could happen at any second sure. with Arnold Vosloo, as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, yeah, he could be like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of this. Like, I told you how to take him out. Yep. I told you to leave the country when we should have. Now we're in this mess. Blam. I'm going to yeah. blow your brains out. I'm going to take care of this. He does have a totally awesome death in this movie. He does, though. yeah. it's Because they, they wind up, like, shooting it out. And then Van Damme, like, slides under a table and fucking blows him away. And he's, like, pulling out a grenade, like, with his last breath. I stay from hell's heart. I stab at thee, you know, and then like Van Damme just like, nope, just like cherry picks this grenade out of his hand and just lets Vaslu die, which is awesome. But for some reason, so like it was the idea was, all right, Uncle du- Uncle Blanket, you go, uh, you go up to and get the cops because I guess maybe three towns over, maybe the cops aren't on strike. And by the way, New Orleans is on fire. Maybe you want to tell them that too. Can you uh, swing next door to Texas and pick up some police officers, please? And you know he's on his way, and then he's like. I'm not gonna ask the government for help, and he goes around. He's like, "I want to fucking fix it my goddamn self." Like that, I feel was a script rewrite. Yeah. yeah. Now wait a second, goddamn it! All I do is pussyfoot back to the authorities. <laughs> I do not think so, goddamn it! He—he's a killing machine. <laughs> you gotta oh, know that by now. He's a killing machine. Uncle Duvet is a killing machine, <laughs> goddamn it! And I want to kill. Now, now, I appreciate. You sent him a character around boots. I do appreciate that. Don't get me wrong, John. But please, for the love of God, let me kill a bunch of people right now. So 
Brimley storms back into this place. And it's kind of weird because, like, you know, she's following behind him like, I don't think we should be doing this. Yancy Butler. <laughs> Yancy Butler, yeah, for totally. 50 minutes. Because I mean, yeah. her character, her motivation's gone. No, her, because no. we're not searching for the dad anymore, so it's pointless. Daddy's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy is totally dead. She should just get killed. That would actually kind of, like, motivate Van Damme more. Yeah. You know, or she's taken hostage or something. And the sex scene's removed, so we don't even know what her investment in this guy is. No, none whatsoever. Like, he's sort of, like, getting her out of danger, but not really. That it makes w- the snake scene really weird because it's a big like you need to trust me scene when he's hunting the snake like you have to shut your eyes and then i'm gonna kill this snake and then you'll trust me i guess yeah yeah, that's a weird moment but it's weird because again yeah it doesn't make any sense but also like how many people like i feel like if i saw if i was like kind of interested in like somebody man or woman and i'm like yeah maybe i don't know this Look pretty good. And then they killed like 40 people. I'd be like, you know, maybe it's not time to be in a relationship with this person. She's totally turned on. <laughs> yeah. From from the moment of that street fight back at the beginning of the movie, she's like, say. <laughs> yeah. All right. I've never seen a man throw another man through a window for me before. So Brimley goes to the Are You Afraid of the Dark factory and bring, and te- you know, yes, Yasmin. Yancy. Yancy. I keep wanting to say it. But uh, Yancey follows it. Witchblade follows him. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And he comes in with this huge bow and arrow. And, like, this one dude is, like, about to fire at someone or Van Damme or mm-hmm. something. And he puts an arrow through the back of this dude's neck and out the throat, baby. Yep. Oh, it's Oliver Queen's last stand, and it's beautiful. <laughs> it's just it's, it's, it's like one last ride. I, I got to do it. It's awesome. There's a moment in this movie where Lance Henriksen is set on fire and like he's trying to get the jacket off. But there's a moment where he's just he's totally deviling out. This yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Like he's engulfed in like a circle of flame. His jacket's on fire and he's trying to take it off. But he's also like feeling the burn a little yeah. bit. And he as an actor is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, he's loving being on fire. This dude's a villain. Well, because the fire was more of an inconvenience. Yeah, it's just <laughs> another thing to why, slow him yeah, down. It's just like, fucking, man, I'm just trying to kill people here. There's a moment in this movie where I was uh, a little bit scared, though. It's when it's when Lance Henriksen takes an arrow and plunges it into <laughs> Wilfred Brimley's heart. <laughs> oh, oh, mercy, is this wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> It is just because, you know, now Vaslu's dead. I keep saying Vuslu. I don't know if that's offensive, but Vaslu is dead. Uh, And he, you know, in retribution, big old Uncle Duve is like ready to get his arrow out. He's like, oh, no, you don't. I'm the devil. And just (laughs) fucking stakes him like a vampire. It's amazing. I thought he was going to burst into dust like (laughs) Buffy. It's right in the heart. He gets him. And I'm like, oh. And this is after, by the way, he's been shot in the leg at one point. And, like, Yancey Butler's trying to get him up to get out of there. And she's like, can you walk? And he goes, he goes, I can no dance, but I can get up, goddamn all. And she's like, all right, whatever. Just stand up. <laughs> so, yeah, plunges the man's own arrow into his heart. Take that, Brimley. As if Van Damme didn't have enough reason to kill Hendrickson. <laughs> you killed the man who prevented him from being raised by gators. I'm surprised Lance Hendrickson didn't blow on it and turn it into a fire arrow and then plunge it into his heart. <laughs> he just kisses it and it just lights on fire. And then like the fire instantly spreads all over Wilfred Brimley because it's magic devil fire. That and would be cool. Rupert Murdoch is just like, Hey, Henriksen, I'm going to go. It's get, it's getting weird in here. It's getting a little weird. I called my own chopper. We're going to get out of here. 
Me and Zuckerberg are going to go watch porno in my helicopter. Plus, I got an island already. Oh, man. that's I never knew what my life's ambition is, but I guess watching pornography in a helicopter has got to be up there, right? Like that's <laughs> That means you've made it. Yeah. Well, you got to have like those headphones on <laughs> yeah. the whole time, so it's a real immersive experience. And you're also just like ignoring all of nature's majesty just for <laughs> pornography. In favor. You, you ignore the Grand Canyon in <laughs> favor of pornography. Steve, I'm not, I don't want to break your heart or nothing, but they don't let you bring iPads on like those <laughs> helicopter tours of New Oh, no, York. it's got to be a tube television. Television. That's, oh, okay. That means I've made it. <laughs> Built into the helicopter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Steve, you're missing it. Look, it's the Galapagos Island. Steve, you're missing it. I've seen it. <laughs> and I've seen her too, but not in this one. <laughs> so it's down to Jean-Claude and Lance. And, and of course, a, mean the only reason she's here is Yancey. to be... Yancey. And of course... Yancey, the only reason she's still in this movie is to be kidnap bait. And yeah. there, you know, he's got an arrow to her throat. It's another arrow to her throat. And he there's a weird line here because he's got his god killer out, but one hand is totally occupied. Oh, yeah, it's a weird line. And he just turns to her and he's like, load me. Oh, God. And she's like, ew, but okay. <laughs> I'll do it, but seriously, ew. And she, like, drops this, like, big old, you know, block out the sun bullet into this thing you know it's but he says it from the fucking bottom of his he's like, load me oh yeah dude it's a real hoo-ha delivery <laughs> guttural yeah <laughs> he is having a blast in this movie he yeah. is and that's what's awesome about it is you can tell that he's just eating it up he's having everyone's having listen this might not be the best movie in the world clearly Everyone had a great time making this movie. Supposedly, Van Damme didn't get along with John Woo too well, yeah. obviously. In you can tell, well, that's, that's the thing. He's the weak link in this movie because of it. Yeah. Everyone else is having a total blast except for Van Damme, and he's a kind of a sourpuss this whole movie. He's a little bit of, of, a, of a Debbie Downer, and you're like, eh, I mean, whatever. You're still doing the spin kicks. You're still shooting all sorts yeah, of people. Oh, sure, the sure, stunt sure. work's fantastic, but everyone else is having a great time, and you're just the one outside the pool like, I don't want to go swimming. Like That's <laughs> what's happening here, and it's unfortunate, but it doesn't ruin the movie. So we've got our standoff. I don't even know how this kind of happens. Basically, it's a kick, right? He just runs up and gives him a good old kick. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's some nonsense where like she's able to push him and run out of the way, and then Van Dam runs at him and 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 high kicks him. Does yeah, a little like yeah. Liu Kang kick to the chest before the gun can go off at him. And Henriksen like goes flying back. It's pretty awesome. And he throws a grenade. No, 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 I'm sorry. Doesn't he stick a grenade down his he pants? Does. Oh, that's he, it. he sticks the grenade down his pants and then like kicks him and he goes flying into like another you know destitute float that's just sitting around. Which is around. exactly what I want. This I want him to die from the balls up. Like yeah, that's that's <laughs> the end of this character that I want. And it just doesn't happen, unfortunately. It is kind of still hilarious, though, because like Van Damme and and Yancey Butler like run away or something, and Hendrickson pulls out their grenade and he like pulls the fuse away from it, and he's like ah, and then like the fuse kind of still makes a connection somehow, and he just goes whoop and yeah. explodes. Yeah, it's, it's still awesome. totally awesome. It is awesome. Uh, and the fun, the weird thing is, obviously, Wilford Brimley didn't actually die. Uncle Duve was, oh no, I was, I was stabbed in my flask. You, sh-. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, he's, it's what's great though is he's like, no, nah, the real catastrophe was this was killed, goddamn <laughs> And he just like holds up this like nice like leather bound flask Which, with a hole in it. The, the weird thing is like it's 
it's JCVD Uncle Duve to the end. But at the end, Uncle Duve knows he's still alive. I guess he's just taking a rest. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, I did my part, goddammit. I'm going to sit down and rest now, goddammit. You you started this, you finish it, goddammit. He's got his arrow. I'll figure it out. If I need to, I can get him. You know, John, I know I'm supposed to get up during this last scene here, but uh, ah, let's just call it I'm tired. <laughs> uh, John, yep. We could we could use my flask, my personal flask. <laughs> yep, just gonna let, let me empty it here. Okay. Now the hole you're gonna put in, it's a fake hole, right? I'm not gonna stab my flask. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> that was the only CGI in the movie. They had to do it. They had, like, I guess I guess we could paint a blue dot on it. It was 1993. Someone went into MS Paint and just put a bunch of dots all over. John Woo is like sleeping in his hotel. It's like the last week of shooting, 3 a.m. John, are you harming a flask? In this script, John, you harming a flask? Yes. God damn it! <laughs> oh God, why didn't it get Alan Alda? Alan Alda would have totally done this. Man, Alan Alda is—that would have been great. You know, Alan Alda plays a real scumbag on that uh, the blacklist. Oh yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. It's him. It's him being like rich and villainous that's fun yeah totally so like any kick-ass movie should this movie just ends it is yep there's there's away. no like she's in her blue convertible driving back no. to michigan and then he's like on second thought maybe i will hitch a ride yeah. like it's just like that's it dude credits while still in the nightmare Q- factory Q born on the bayou it's just, oh, just the only fun. way you could end it couldn't you <laughs> hey can someone get that nail i have to hit it on the head real quick <laughs> before the movie's over with the question to everyone i i'm sorry audience we don't know if he gets his boat we don't know if he pays his union dues all of that gets... <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if he gets shipped out to sea i don't know if his records start selling <laughs> i mean the last shot is him you know passing bob dylan but uh <laughs> He does at least get a chance to sing to his father before he yeah, goes off in life. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, Wolf really would be the John Goodman of that. He is the John Goodman. Size-wise, vice-wise, it's all there. It's all there. Yeah. <laughs> Traditionally. <laughs> would anybody recommend Hard Target? Well, that's a silly question. I know, it's silly, but it's the format of the show. Yes, of course we would recommend Hard Target. This movie's great. Another We Love Movies week. Twice yep. in a month. Thanks, Brett. Hey, hey, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, Brett. Thanks. A big it, thank you. This was, I mean, it, it's a treat yourself kind of day. And it, oh, you know, it's, a it's total just, it was always, yourself. look, you know, Chris and I saw this movie about two years ago. I think Eric had seen it a ton. It was always on our radar, but it was always just that nice, that nice bottle of whiskey. Like, no, it's not, it's not quite <laughs> so special yet. But, you know, it's a, it's a nice day. Yeah. But today, you know, you stay home from work. You just <laughs> never take a shower. Yeah. You're just watching Hard Target with your day. I mean, we talked, we said that we only, we did, we watched it once before, but it kind of counts as two because we were, uh, holding on a paused frame of Grimly <laughs> on the horse <laughs> for 93 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. technically it kind of counts twice. Oh, yeah. Th- that's a Dom DeLuise laughter. Oh, situation. you want to make sure you use every last drop of laugh juice. <laughs> When that's happening, man, because it is great. It's I want like a gif of that. Word to the internet. Someone make a gif of him riding away from a fireball on a horse because it's great. And I'd love to look at it every day. It's so awesome. Just feel good about yourself. <laughs> or if you want to write slash fiction about Wilford Brimley and a horse. I mean, I guess it's not really <laughs> slash fiction. That's that's chomp fiction. 
<laughs> I think that's what you would have to call it. That's John Woo's Hard Target from 1993. Thank you very much, Brett from Wisconsin. That was a fantastic pick. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us or uh, find out more information about the program, you can check out our website, whmpodcast.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter, at whmpodcast. You can write us, weallhitmovies at gmail.com. Subscribe to this show and our sister show, Blame It on Outer Space, in iTunes. Rate and review there. Both shows are also on the Stitcher Radio app. If you get us there, rate and review. If you get us on Podbean, rate us there if you can. I don't know how Podbean works. Any of these podcatchers, wherever you get us, rate and review. Helps the profile of the show. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, hint for next week's episode. Uh, it's an appearance of our good friend Harvey Firestein. There we go. An appearance by Harvey Firestein. In some way or another, Harv is associated with next week's film. Uh, that's it. Until next week, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Chris Gavin. Take it easy. Wakey, wakey, you fat fuck! Yeah!